So to start off the show today, Pam, um, I came up with an idea that I think there's a component of a couple sex life that just confounds the problems that we can have. And a lot of times I think it falls down to male, female. And in this equation, we're going to use male as the higher desire, okay. female as the lower desire. And a lot of times what happens is I equate this to sports, right? So men, my, I'll, I'll speak for me. I enjoy watching sports. True. I'll watch them. Okay. Love, don't miss many of the, particularly the big ones. And I, and I get into it and I enjoy it. And then what do I do after it's done? I go, go watch highlights. Oh, highlights. Well, okay. True. Well, even the next morning, though, I'll watch highlights of you the do. game Sports I just Center. watched. Yes, yeah, And then Center. I'll watch people break down the game. Yeah. And tell me the nuances and what they learned and everything. And I think there's a lot of times where the higher desire man wants to debrief the sexual encounters with his lower desire wife. And she doesn't care about highlights a lot of times. She doesn't care about debriefing and going through the playbook and what worked and what didn't a lot of times. And I think that adds a whole lot of angst to relationships because we each go after the things in the manner we would want them or what we enjoy when I could be with somebody that they don't need to have a film session. Okay. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> I guess I would just, dis- I like watching the highlights sometimes. That's why I love you. If I really enjoyed that game or some great plays, I want to come back and see what happened again. I like seeing that happen. So, well, okay, I get you're you're coming at this with a broad brush. Well, we're gonna have to make this show short so that we got some time to go take care of some other things. And you want to see some highlights and then watch the highlights. So this is passionately married. Uh, if we left something, wait, we're just starting. We are. It's not if we just left no, something undone. No, 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 it's not. Uh, I jumped at the very end because I'm ready to go, apparently. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, what we want to do is hear from you. And does this ring true in your marriage? Mm-hmm. In the sense of, are you a highlight person and a debrief and work on the kinks and what God, how we can get it better? Or I just want to experience the game. Mm-hmm. And then I move on to the rest of the rest of the stages of my life. And then I come back to the game later. Yeah. But let us know where you are in this whole realm. 214-702-9565 or feedback at passionatelymarried.net. So coming up today on the regular free version, uh, I'm joined by a colleague friend, Deborah Faleda. Mm-hmm. And she um, is a counselor and a coach works a lot with couples and individuals and mm-hmm. is in the trenches. And so it's, it's fun to get somebody else's take of what they're seeing, what their specialties are. She's got several books. Uh, information for her will be in the show notes. Okay. But uh, we, we specifically get into the idea of what is she seeing in the world post-pandemic? Mm-hmm. And then also particularly when it comes to the world of trauma and triggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like it's a very pertinent uh, conversation right now. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. And Clear so to everybody. It's, it's a fun conversation. And then in the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy. And again, this summer of 2023, if you use the code summer23 mm-hmm. and join on the monthly level of the academy or the master class level, you yep. get the first month free. So you can check it out. It's a good deal. Jump in and uh, be a part of a crew of people that are really invested and engaged with their own lives and their marriages and each other. Mm-hmm. Well, we continue the conversation with Deborah, where uh, from one of her books, we start talking about what are some practical things you can do to address the issues that we face in post-pandemic trauma 
triggers just mm-hmm. kind of coming out of the malaise that we've been in. Mm-hmm. So all that's coming up on today's show. Okay. One of my favorite things is uh, being joined by somebody that's also in the trenches, if you, I guess you could say, when it comes to the therapy world and the coaching world in the sense that uh, the bread and butter uh, you and I both do, Deborah. Yeah. Is, uh, let's be in the chair with right. people and let's let's get into what's really going on. So Deborah Fillet is joining me, uh, an author, a podcaster, a, a, an LPC, um, got quite the platform and quite the voice. So this should be a fun conversation, Deborah. So thanks for of joining course. me. Welcome to the show. It's so good to be here with a fellow counselor. I love it. All right. So let's just dive right in that uh, one of the things that we were talking about right before we got started is... Um, you know, the world in which we live is an ever evolving yeah. thing. Uh, you know, we all came out of a pretty huge pandemic and a lot yeah. of ways we're out of it in some ways, maybe not. We're all, I think the world's always going to be altered to a degree, but when it comes to marriages and people, uh, what are you seeing that, uh, is worth unpacking a little bit worth talking about that, that would help people that maybe they haven't gone to see anybody about this, but they could, we could at least talk about it as yeah. if they have and, yeah. and are. Well, it's kind of fascinating. I would say the past year to two years, there's definitely been an increase in counseling clients, like a massive increase. And here's what I think is going on. I I really think that 2020, 2021 was like walking through this trauma, this unknown trauma. Mm -hmm. There's death and grief and loss and things are out of control. We didn't know what was coming and anxiety. And, and so those two years were kind of in this survival mode situation where you're just trying to stay alive, literally just trying to get through, Mm -hmm. just trying to protect your children and, and nothing else is really on your radar. Nothing else. I'm not processing anything. I'm not dealing with anything. I'm not checking in on the health of my marriage. I'm just trying to survive. And I think oftentimes what happens is that later on that trauma comes to the surface. It's like when a soldier goes off to war and he's in the middle of the battlefield, he is not there to process the trauma, right? He's there to survive and get out of there alive. And when he comes home and life begins to resemble some safety and security, that trauma begins to come to the surface for the first time. It's like, deal with me now. And so people are like, well, Mm -hmm. I I got through 2020. I got through 2021. We survived. Our marriage got to the other side. Why all of a sudden in 2022 and 2023, do I have all this junk coming to the surface, all this tension, all this stress, all this relationship problem? It's because life is starting to resemble safety and security. We're no longer in that survival mode. And now things are coming up to the surface that maybe we've never dealt with, that maybe we're hibernating while we were in survival mode and we just didn't have the bandwidth to pay attention to them. Things with our children, things with our marriage, things even within ourselves, anxiety and depression and panic and stress and addictions. And it's all starting to come to the surface. And so to be honest, I'm not surprised by it and I'm not scared of it. I am thrilled because I believe that God brings things up to the surface. He reveals things when he's ready to heal things. And so when somebody comes in and they're like, Deborah, all my, all of a sudden I'm struggling with porn again, and I haven't struggled with porn in a decade, 
or Deborah, I'm, our marriage is like all of a sudden we're just, we're, I don't know what's going on. We're feel like we're on the brink of divorce. I say, you know what? That's okay. God is revealing it in order to heal it. And this is the work of healing. So things are coming up to the surface, Corey. That's what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. I I think that's spot on. Um, I'm looking at it. The phraseology I've been using lately is the idea that there's a lot of checks due now from what all went down. You know, like we had this little, uh, we we, we took out loans, (laughs) if you will, on how we were approaching life. And we also, the thing I recognize, because I thought going into, foolishly, going into this thing with, with the pandemic in 2020, when it all first started, I thought, okay, you know what, could we have like this whole mini baby boomer world happen again, that all of a sudden now that we're all, so, you know, we're just stuck with each other, well, what else are you going to do? You're just going to have sex. Well, that's not at all the case because the reason we were stuck to each other and, and isolated was yeah. fear. It was from an unknown and unseen thing. And that doesn't make you necessarily want to s- seek out somebody when they could be the one carrying whatever that, that unknown, unseen thing. And so it seemed like I keep coming across this idea of uh, fear and isolation is, is so paramount. Yeah. Of, of seeing how people are approaching the world, moving out into the world or not, uh, how they're dealing with relationships right. or not. And I love the idea that you're saying of the people that are waking up to it and seeing it as, wait, wait, wait. In some regards, my opinion, uh, the world's always been like that. We live in an, a drastically unsafe world, right? We, we've had it really good as a society for a yeah. long time <laughs> as far as feeling right. safe and right. comfortable but when in reality no it's the world's not necessarily right, for right. us here and so learning how to lean into that those are the ones that i think i kind of get the sense from you the clients that come in that are like all right it's time to buckle down and deal with this let's let's deal with this head on and real that's the fun those those do get you charged up in this profession so today's episode's sponsored by the relay app that we've partnered with. Uh, so if you've missed the episode yeah. with Chandler Rogers, check in the show notes. Um, there's a show, a couple of shows back that we did with Chandler and his wife, Jade, mm-hmm. and it's his journey of struggling with chronic porn use and how he recognized trying to overcome this. You really need a crew, right? This is not something you go at it alone. And also the myth that far too many couples fall into that the spouse should be the accountability partner. Yeah, that's not a that's not a good setup. And when someone has gone through this situation and they've created something that worked for them, that now, I mean, they were in the trenches. They knew what worked, and they've it's a proven product. Right. I mean, I say product, but proven method. It's a, a resource. A resource it, is the word I'm looking for. It gets you a for. tribe. Yeah. And so, what we're encouraging you to do is go check out the sh- the episode. Or go to the show notes, there's a link that says Try Relay, and you can check it out, and it curates you and puts you in a group with people with similar struggles, and it gets you a crew to go along your journey with you, because that's what's so necessary, is doing life with real people in real time. Yeah. So check that out, and it can enhance your marriage and create deeper intimacy every step of the way. Yeah, the work of faith is not avoidance. The work of faith Mm -hmm. is in the facing. 
facing what happened and facing what I'm experiencing and what I'm dealing with. I always tell people in my sessions, if you want to preserve pain, you bury it. Go ahead and bury it, repress Mm -hmm. it, ignore it, pretend it Mm -hmm. didn't happen, and you will preserve it for a very long time. But if you want to deal with the pain, you bring it up to the surface and you start to face it and you start to heal it. And I'm seeing that. It's so encouraging. You know, somebody on Instagram, I hang out on Instagram a lot these days, and somebody on Instagram was like, I'm just so discouraged by the state of men in our country, dot, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm seeing some great things happening. In fact, the majority of my clients right now are men, the majority. And I think that says something about the work that God is doing in this generation, revealing Mm -hmm. things, bringing things up to the surface and inviting us all into a new level of healing. And the people who are like taking the invitation, who aren't afraid to face their stuff, um, those are my kind of people, you know, those are my kind of people. So it's been, yes. to me, it's been refreshing to see. And I know it's just a little pocket that I get to live in and, and there's other things going on in the world and people aren't willing to heal. But the people who are drawn to my ministry, because I'm like pushing this stuff, it, it, it's, it's, it's exciting to see what God is doing. It mm-hmm. really is. And I even think in marriage counseling right now, you know, one thing you asked me was like, what am I seeing in, in marriages and relationships right now? Well, I'm seeing that people are getting triggered by each other in a way that maybe they weren't before or didn't notice before. And I think being stuck together for so long without distraction, like you work from home now and so does she mm-hmm. and our kids are home and there was all there was a lot of that and some of that has still lingered i know so many couples who the husband for example or the wife started working from home for the very first time and 3 years later they're still working from home because it's just the new norm now and so they have mm-hmm. so much more time together or around each other which then equals more triggers more things getting pressed. So so let's talk about that for a minute because I think this is an important subject. So so here's how I navigate marriage counseling. I see couples who are triggered by each other. There's something going on and it's usually seems like the superficial thing. Like she keeps nagging me. She's just nonstop critiquing, nagging, criticizing, always wants something to change. And, and she's like, He's withdrawing from the relationship. He, he, he doesn't seem invested. He's, he's avoiding. He doesn't want to have these hard conversations. Well, they're both being triggered by each other. And the more they're around each other, the more they're triggered by each other. So what is a trigger? I like to define a trigger as an exaggerated emotional response. It's an exaggerated response. Okay. And, and a, another way of wording it is I call it emotional sore spots where it's like, I have this black and blue spot in my life, this pain point that if you didn't push it, I wouldn't feel it. But when you get close to me and you push on these spots, I feel it and it hurts and I react. And maybe you didn't cause that sore spot, but you're pushing on it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I see these couples And um, one thing that you probably know this, I think you know this about about me, but my podcast, I often do on-air couples counseling. 
And so we bring these couples mm-hmm. on to the love and relationships podcast. And we talk about, I, I, usually I don't know what I'm going to get. So that's kind of the fun of it. I have no clue who these couples are. I just know their first names and they come on and we talk, but, but that was a, that couple I mentioned a minute ago is one of the, the couples on the podcast is she's, she's feeling like he's withdrawn and he feels like she's just constantly nagging and pushing. And when we begin to unpack where these sore spots are coming from, you realize that a fraction of the problem is actually about my spouse, but the majority of the problem is my past hurts, my past pain, my insecurities. And I'm seeing more of that than ever before. And I think it's because of the close proximity that we have today that we haven't had in previous years. We could kind of avoid it. Or, or the explosions would happen once in a while, whereas now, like, we're in each right, other's or you space. Could, you could tolerate it because it was a shorter span that you were actually together. Then you had a bulk of your day or week right. apart where you kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm good. And then you can – because it seems like we can muster up if I know I'm going to be in close confines. I mean, that's – I always think of this yeah, in the holidays. Exactly. Like, when you go visit right. family, I know what I'm heading right. home to. I know the kind of crazy I'm walking into – when I visit family members or an uncle or a cousin or whatever, I know that they do life different and I know what to kind of prepare for. So I can tolerate two, yeah. three days and then I'm out. But if I know I can't get away from them, <laughs> then, then it just makes it all right there by the surface yeah. like you're describing. And I think sometimes in the marriage counseling space, it it's often that people address the superficial without going deep. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, let's talk Mm -hmm. about your communication styles and let's talk about your love languages. And I think all of that has a place. The Gottman principles. I love them. I love John Gottman and all of those amazing principles of how to avoid conflict and how to handle it in a healthy way and not to stonewall and all of these things that are so important. But if we're not getting to the roots of our triggers, then we're not healing fully. And and it's just going to come back. You're just covering up the sore spots instead of healing them and identifying them. And so right now, what I'm seeing in my counseling world is people who are willing and ready to go deep and say, okay, we don't want to do the superficial thing. We want to figure out like, where is this pain point coming from and how do I truly heal the root? And, you know, that couple that I worked with at an on-air session, you can actually listen to the whole session if you go to the couples therapy series, but it, it was like he he was coming from a place of I constantly feel like I'm failing you. Every time you tell me I need to do something differently, I constantly feel like I'm failing you. I'm not being a good husband. And it triggers me. So I would rather withdraw. I would rather not deal with it. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you feel like that? Well, he grew up with a childhood where, you know, a, a family of immigrants and he had to work starting at age 11 and 12. He had to work at a young age to add value to the family. Mm -hmm. It was was about the currency that he was bringing in. When I asked him about emotional connection in the family, he laughed. And he's like, to be honest, that wasn't a thing. I don't remember ever getting hugged. Like like my wife comes from this emotionally connected family. He's like, that was not my life at all. It was just about what can you bring in? What do you bring to the table. My love was the currency of money. If I could bring money and work hard, I was valued. And here he is, you know, 20 years later, working hard, bringing in money, focusing on his work, just like he learned to do. 
mm-hmm. it's not enough for his wife, right? She's like, I need emotional connection. She comes from a family right. where growing up, she did everything right. She was a, a straight A student, a track star. She did uh, amazing things, amazing athlete, and her parents could care less. They didn't come to her events. They didn't cheer her on. They didn't affirm her in that way. And she felt like, I'm just invisible. Uh, Nobody cares about me. And so when he continues to work hard and he's a workaholic and trying to get his value in, it makes her feel those feelings all over again. I'm invisible. I don't matter to you, right? So they're triggering each other in the most profound way. I don't know. Is it God's grace and mercy that he puts us with people who trigger our deepest wounds? (laughs) I don't know. I was was thinking the same thought. I I phrase that when I hear that, that severe of a dichotomy, uh, you know, as couples are unpacking things, I'll actually at some point go, you know what? You guys are actually perfect (laughs) for each other. And that typically throws them off of the dynamic for a bit because it makes them go, what are you talking right. about? They, we drive each other crazy. How could we be perfect? And I'm like, because what's being exposed here is like what you're describing. That's the very thing you probably need to be dealing with because yeah. that's you. That's right. not them. It's the work of healing. Again, God reveals things that need to be healed. And not only that, I think when we're triggered, that exaggerated emotional response my husband says something. I always joke that the most triggering thing my husband can say to me is relax, hun. <laughs> like there is no other phrase on earth that makes me feel less relaxed and makes me want to call him the opposite of hun. <laughs> relax, mm-hmm. hun, just relax. You know, we all have these things that trigger us. And instead of just mm-hmm. pointing the finger at our spouse, like stop triggering me. No, triggers are a sign that there is more healing to receive in me. That's what it's telling me. I need to be in tune to my triggers because God is revealing something here. And thank God in his mercy, he allows us to have this marriage, this partnership where I'm, I'm getting exposed. I'm, I'm seeing these things that I need to heal in my life. And God is inviting me to go deeper and, and that's where the, the mm-hmm. work of sanctification happens. So those triggers can either push you apart from one another or they can draw you close. You can lean in and learn from them and begin doing the deeper work of healing. And once you begin to do that work piled on top of the, the work of communication and all the other stuff we talked about, I mean, there ain't nothing that'll get you down, you know? Well, yeah, that you're you're able to handle life because that's where I've landed on the word uh, solidness. Yeah. That you, you go about life with a completely different idea of solidness of self, yeah. right? Of identity, of value, of worth. Because I think it's. I mean, tell me if you're if you agree with this because we have a lot of the same philosophy. We probably just use uh, different language. Yeah, uh, but it's the same target. Um, but. But the idea of when you're dealing with these things that are being triggered, because uh, I use the phrase, we overreact to an overreaction. Yeah. So that's the exact same thing. It's an, it's an exaggerated emotional response. That's an overreaction. Um, so it's not like necessarily, bear in mind, it could go away. But but whatever that sore spot is, it, it's there. Yeah. You just don't, it, it's not as painful when it is approached or touched or attacked. Because I also believe in, as couples, 
I know exactly the triggers I can send yeah. to Pam, <laughs> depending on the mood I'm in. If I wanted to actually intentionally poke, I yeah. could and sometimes do and vice versa. But I think of it in terms of it gets revealed. And so then I recognize I need to do the hard work of growing myself up to realize, wait, 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 this is about yeah. me here. I don't like the relax, right. hun. But still, this is right. about me because because too often don't we get into this whole well then yeah, stop exactly. saying that and that doesn't you mean know, don't 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 push this button, dude. What are you doing? And now it's like I got no control exactly. over whether that happens. And that not. doesn't mean we never bring anything to our spouse. But I always say mm-hmm. deal with your portion first because that's usually about eighty percent, right? And then the twenty percent right. I then bring to my spouse. Hey, you know, I would really appreciate it if you responded to me in this way instead. You know, it would mean a lot to me. Or just so you're aware, this is what it elicits yeah, in me, me tell when you this what's happens. Going on and, and how we can do this a little bit better together and what this means to me. That doesn't mean there's okay. no room for that, but we often default to that first without doing right. the work first. And sure, okay. Right. Let me exactly. tell you what and you let's need to say, do. Let's let's just break it down into the 80, 20 percent. Okay. If they're if if I just give them this portion and it's twenty percent of the work, even if they do it perfectly, there's still eighty percent work that I need to do. The problem has still not been solved. I'm just you mm-hmm. know avoiding getting triggered. Okay. Maybe my let's say my spouse is perfect and they respond perfectly, which never happens. I go out into the world and I'm still vulnerable. I still have that sore spot. So it's not just the work mm-hmm. for marriage. It's the work for life. It's the work of life and healing and dealing with people and my children and and all of it. The Lord is inviting me to a healthier place and in his kindness is using the people in my life to kind of reveal the work that I need to do. So this has been a big theme for me um, this, this past Two months, I released a book we were talking about called Reset, um, and it's 31 practices to help you heal from the inside out. It's like 31 bite-sized, like two-page chapters, mm-hmm. but then there's an activity at the end of like, hey, here's how you actually do the work. Mm-hmm. And there's a quite a, a, a decent um, portion in there about just this emotional work and identifying your triggers and what feelings they're attached to and what beliefs they're attached to and what traumas they might be rooted in and just kind of helping people. Cause I know there's a lot of people who are like, well, this all sounds great, but what do I do? Where do I begin? My hope is that <laughs> reset gives you a place to begin. And, you know, if I had to like tell you my dream for this book, it would be to guide people into the work of healing. I want you to read it and feel like Deborah walked with me through this whole journey from start mm-hmm. to finish. Not saying that you you won't need a counselor or there's no room for extra help, but I I think it's a great place to begin. That's awesome. And and perhaps then we need to spend a little bit of time in the extended content here in just a little bit. Let's talk about some of the bigger ones, if you will, of we'll give we'll give some of the yeah. academy members we'll some bite size. Here's what you do with this. That's so great. So, Deborah, how can they find you, uh, the book, the podcast, Yeah, well, everything. you can get Reset anywhere books are sold. And let me just remind you, if if there's something in your marriage you want to heal, you got to start by healing yourself and see how that overflows mm-hmm. into your relationship. Sometimes people will say, well, what's the best book you wrote for my marriage that I should start with? Well, I have Choosing Marriage. There's Married Sex. There's relationship books. But to be honest, I think you have to start with 
reset because you need to start with you and allow that to overflow into your relationship. So you can find reset anywhere books are sold. My uh, website where you can find my podcast books and my counselors network if you want to connect with a counselor is deborahfileta.com. Perfect. Well, that'll be in the show notes. So, uh, man, thank you so much for the work and the the thoughts today. And I'm excited to, yeah. to go deeper. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Once again, it's always fun to have uh, opportunities to talk to other people that are uh, in the same profession and you know, kind of swap stories, swap nuances, even have varied uh, views at times and stances. But recognizing the overall goal is just trying to help people be better where they are and what their situations are and how to just face life better. Mm, that's true. And so uh, this, this has been a fun conversation. So now I can say it. If I have something undone, you know, in this conversation, <laughs> if there's something you've got that's Good rolling timing. around still, let us know. 214-702-9565. Feedback at passionatelymarried.net. Uh, transcripts are available on each of the episode's pages at uh, our website. Also, uh, advertisers, deals, and discounts are available. Uh, just go to passionatelymarried.net. Please consider supporting those who support the show. So however you've taken a little bit of time out, wherever you are in this world, have taken some time out to spend with us. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>